0: Welcome to another episode of Teaching and Learning Champions. I'm Matt Evans, Director of Academic Technology in the Teaching and Learning Excellence Division at ACC. Before I introduce our special guests, a short announcement. Teaching and Learning Champions are ACC faculty and staff who contribute to student learning and student success. In the Teaching and Learning Excellence Division, we love celebrating and supporting our instructors. We feature these champion stories in a series of videos, blog posts, and in this podcast, TLC at ACC. You can find this series and more on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by following us at ACC T-L-E-D. Today, I'm joined by Samantha Ackers, um, Adjunct Associate Professor of English and Student Development, and Paul Williams, Professor of Physics, as we talk about mobile technologies to support teaching and learning. Samantha and Paul, thank you both very much for joining me today. Oh, you're quite welcome. Happy day.
1: Glad to be here. Well,
0: let's jump right into it. I know we've got a number of uh, uh, things to talk about today. The first thing that I think is interesting um, that I want to hear from both of you on is how did you get involved in starting to use mobile technologies in your courses? And um, since there's two of you, why don't we go ahead and start with Samantha? Oh, well, thank you. And that's the
2: best question to begin with, because Uh, Faculty will always wonder, how do I get involved in anything that's going on here at ACC? Because we have so many awesome initiatives happening, sometimes simultaneously. So I was um, able to find out about the mobile technology in my class because I worked with the um, teaching and learning division to find ways to help students succeed. So we realized that having technology in their hands could make a difference. And just starting to see that it did make a difference was actually the plan. So once there was the call out for interested professors, I signed up straight away and have enjoyed
0: it ever since. Samantha, was there a um, particular goal in mind or a particular problem that you were trying to solve in your uh, investigation into mobile technologies? Yes. In my situation,
2: I needed to get all of my students in my English courses and my student development courses on equal footing. And it seems like having access to technology was the clear difference that all students didn't have. So my goal was to see if every student had the technology in hand will they submit the assignments will they be more engaging in the class and will they succeed at a higher rate than my classes without the mobile technology in hand
0: that's great we'll talk in a little bit more about what the results of that investigation were but thanks a lot for that uh, context paul yes. Paul, how about you what was uh, what was your motivation in getting involved in uh, using mobile technologies for me it really started with a very
1: specific problem and one of the, one of the practices I had incorporated into my class over the years was group problem solving around the whiteboard but after my students had um sorry about that anyway after my students um, have solved the problem and and Maybe, maybe whatever presentation they did in the classroom, they had a whiteboard of stuff and nothing in their notes. And so that became this issue about how do we go from getting what's on the whiteboard into your class notes and so someone writes, some I'm gonna take pictures, someone actually invert the process, work it on the notes first and then write on the whiteboard sort of undermining the whole point of the whiteboard and as a way to facilitate group effort. And and so something so what I became interested in is there a tool that students can, you know, do the kind of things we ask in physics, like draw simple stick figures and, and do handwritten mathematics and re, and record it in a digital way that could be that would be already in their notes and and uh, and also could be projected as part of a presentation. And so that was sort of my initial interest.
0: Great. <clears throat> so uh Very um, similar problems for both of you, but at the same time, very different given the different disciplines. So um, definitely great information. Um, Let's talk a little bit about after you um, identified what the problem was and you decided to investigate and implement mobile technologies in your courses, what type of a shift was it for you to actually implement the integration and the change, both uh, on your side as as the instructors in developing and, and delivering these courses, but also on your student side. Um, Paul, why don't you go ahead and start with this
1: one? Um, so it was a big effort, right? So of course there was a semester long digital fellows program that I that I went through for the training. So there's a lot of there was a lot of training and 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 assessment development and things like that. And then there was a big effort on my part to actually um, develop the activities and in in a way that would be that i could implement them through um mobile technologies and and along the way in in getting in sort of specific mobile technology was the ipad we adapted and and it has in the process of learning to use the ipad then a lot of other possibilities became became apparent and so i ended up not just trying to solve one problem, but I ended up actually trying to use the iPad as a as a platform for the entire class. So note taking, so assignments, data taking in lab, you know, sticker questions, digital whiteboarding, that's what I, and so on. So it was, it was, it was a lot of research, a lot of effort on my part um, to sort of put that all together, develop the activities developed the Google Classroom site, which I, a lot, I felt worked a lot better with the iPad and so on. From my students' perspective, I think, you know, they walked into class first day and they're issued an iPad, and I think a lot of them just sort of, their eyes just glassed over. So I think it was, so for, although some were very comfortable, some had already had their own iPads, but um, for a lot of them, they said, okay, you've given me an iPad, now what? So and so there was a big adjustment for students in figuring out how to use that. So, so I had sort of used an immersive technology, immersive approach. Tried to get them using it right away. You have, you have to do a lot of training with the students on how to use the iPad. And so it was a, it was a it was a big effort both for students and instructor to make that implementation. Samantha,
0: did you run into the same types of? Um... Uh, time commitments, and uh, level of effort for you and for your students?
2: Oh, my God. I could say amen to everything Paul said. And I think the, the highlight of it for me as the professor getting that training that we went through initially, we were supported. We had, as fellows, we had associates working with us every step of the way. So that time we spent going to Apple, meeting at our meetings, developing our course, helped me deliver to the students with a level of confidence that was fake, but it was built. So I definitely appreciated the opportunity to, to work with the program before we started it with the students. So as Paul said, that training was ideal. Anytime I ran into any situations, because I'm not a, a techno, but I always want to be what I need to be, I was able to get my instructional associate there. I mean, engaging and in laywoman's terms that I could actually understand and work with it. So, as the professor, I was saturated with all I needed once I realized it's okay to not be as savvy as I should be. So once that confidence came, by the time this class started, I had developed a way to just make it comfortable for everyone in a way that I know works. So on the first day of class, when the students come in during the first week, but actually it was the second day they came we do introductions and all of that jazz on that first day. But the second day they came, I set them up for the technology in the classroom piece. And I did a, like a Oprah Winfrey, 1984's deal. I said to them, everyone's gonna get an iPad. And then I had it recorded. And I was like, you get an iPad, you get an iPad. So it was a fantastic exchange of, not only is this class different, but I'm equipped with what I need for the difference. And from that second day, we were just engaged. We had helpers, we had technos, we had novice, we had all of us together on this new pad, working it out. So all of the assignments were able to be adaptable to me thinking, oh, this is easy to a student that's more techno savvy saying, Let's submit it this way because it's this way, this way, this way. So immediately it formed that bond, that family unit that all of us want as we learn and grow together with the fact that most of the students did not have access to technology. So once they left campus, it was rough for them. So it was just a blessing on top of blessing on top of blessing experience and the integration happened on purpose. We knew that it was something that we can use. And once they knew that it's theirs, they can take it home. Their family can use it per se, but the point is it gives them that confidence for this class and all of the other classes they had that semester.
0: That's great. One of the things I I wanna, summarize um from both of you is that you both experienced um uh, specifically talking from the student standpoint that there was a lot of training and support that needed to happen to ensure that your students had the skill set and the confidence to be able to use these devices in your courses oftentimes there's a uh an assumption that today's Uh, students, whether it's high school level, community college, university level uh, students, all have this digital nativeness about using technology. And uh, as you have both made clear, there's uh, definitely training that is required to ensure that all students have the same training and the same confidence in using the same technologies um, before they can really become successful in your courses. Is that an accurate um, summarization?
1: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And it's key in my classes for sure, and I'm sure likewise with Paul, we have to be confident enough to know that the space we're in is geared for learning and growing. And that's both ways. As the professor, I expect to learn and grow. As the student, you pay and you expect to learn and grow as well.
0: (laughs) Excellent, yeah. Um, What did you find, let's talk a little bit about after the implementation in terms of student success. What did you find was the impact around student success as a result of integrating this technology? And Samantha, I wanna start with you because one of the things you said at the very beginning was you wanted to see what the uh, levels of engagement were and the levels of student success were after integrating this technology compared to those courses where you did not integrate the technology. So what did you find was the the results of your
2: implementation? The results were fantastic. And because I didn't have a number, I went in totally blind as to what to expect. But in that semester, I used um, the same two classes, one with the pad, one without the pad. And I measured each assignment, major assignments, and extra credit assignments. And in my iPad class, 100% submissions on the due date. In my non-iPad class, 87% submission, 66% on the due date. So it clearly showed from the first three weeks of assignments, having that technology in their hands Allows them to actually continue their procrastination, which we all do, yet have an opportunity to get it done when their juices start flowing. So I was amazed at that quick review of just the submissions. Another deal I saw immediately was with that iPad, those students engaged with me a lot quicker. We had the same group chat, the same hangout, but I was engaged a lot more, 88% more than in my non-iPad
0: class. Wow, that's, those are some uh, some great numbers to share, so really appreciate that. Uh, Paul, from a physics standpoint, what was the impact of the technology integration on your end? So, <clears throat> I, I made a
1: number of measures of student success. Since one was a specific research question I was trying to address and that was you know was if the students use the iPad on a pretty much daily or um basis to implement data collection in lab would they and then allowed to design their own lab how would they would they integrate the iPad in a a meaningful way And, and that I think was very significant that definitely the students g- gained the f- facility with the iPad, they, they designed a, a lab with the iPad and use appropriately and, and that was really successful, okay? I did some other measures, I looked at ABC rates, I looked at conceptual gains, I looked, I did an attitudinal survey. Uh, the attitudinal survey was very positive, students really liked using the tool, they felt it helped them learn. In terms of sort of raw data like ABC rates or or measuring conceptual gains through a sort of standard instrument that's used in physics, um, I saw a little impact in that. So um, although I would say in terms of the ABC rate, I was already already doing pretty well, so maybe I didn't have a lot um, of room to gain there. So and so 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 these various measures, I would say that. I would, I would say that the iPad was pretty much a, a pretty successful tool in the classroom. How has,
0: how has um, COVID played a role in your integration of mobile technology? Um, and just to, I guess, clarify that a little bit more or provide a little bit more information, um, when you both participated in the digital fellows program, the courses that you were redesigning, that you were where you were integrating these technologies, were uh, face-to-face courses, if I'm not mistaken. And so, of course, as a result of COVID, all of the the these courses were moved online. Um, what impact did that have in your own personal use of mobile technologies, but also what you were expecting your students to be able to do? Um, Paul, do you want to tackle that one? Of
1: course, my initial response to that question is, you know, I was just Siding <laughs> under Nadir's couch and trying to get through. But actually, giving a little more thought on that, I realized that um, actually my experience in mobile technology was very helpful in sort of adapting to COVID. Um, and um, because, first of all, to, to model the use of notability, um, for my students as a note-taking app, I had actually taken to using to lecturing in the notability app and then projecting that onto a screen with an Apple TV in the face-to-face meeting. And with a simple piece of software, I was able to to move that over to the distance, the synchronous distance learning model. So so using so the iPad is 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 still my the tool I use to deliver lecture. also, the tools that I had um, developed to, you know, facilitate students turning in assignments with the iPad, well, they turned out to be very flexible, and so and that students can could use whatever they had. So, like in physics, we're doing a lot of handwritten math, and so and sometimes students will, and also the figures, and students would sometimes just use tools in um, that are in. Google documents for drawing simple figures and, and typesetting equations. Or students would work on paper and take and take pictures and insert those into um, insert the pictures into the assignment. Or students could just work on separate paper and scan. So, so so in sort of thinking about this question, dawned on me that what I without sort of sort of not without being aware of it, I had sort of moved into the next model and something we had talked about in the physics department of what we call what we in the physics department or is called bring your own device and and so in a certain sense what we I think what we've moved to in this synchronous distance learning is sort of a bring your own device model and and so and so I think my experience with the mobile um, technology helped me get there.
0: Yeah I think um, you know as a result of COVID that's really one of the things that Um, it it seems like a lot of departments are moving to is that bring your own device model where you know the device there the students are bringing it but it might not be their own personal device because of the devices that ACC is um, uh, allowing students to borrow from the institution to participate in these online courses. So uh, I think a lot of departments are shifting to that bring your own device model as well. Um, Samantha how has COVID changed um, the the use of mobile technologies in your English and student development courses?
2: Well, that is something that was timing is everything as people say, and I kind of agree at this point in the middle of my iPad class, COVID hit. So we had just set up our iPad curriculum. It was all going well. We were in our second, third week right before spring break. So we were already set up iPad-wise. So as Paul suggested, I was hiding under the sofa drinking wine and wondering how was this going to work. And one of my students sent me um, a video message saying, so we're going to do this online now? And it just opened all the doors to that makes so much sense because everything was set up online. We met face-to-face. We set up a Google link or a chat and we we had the perfect attendance. We did our same situation just from the safety of our homes and it was because we started the semester with the iPads. So it was a perfect timing to have that transition go from, okay, we're doing this actually totally technology, no face-to-face, no learning lab per se, but yet because ACC adapted so fast, we were able to get those services online. So the timing of converting my iPad class to COVID worked fantastically and it spewed over into my non-iPad class. And as Paul suggested, they were able to bring their own device They were able to feel comfortable snapping pictures of assignments. So it turned into a kinda iPad class because ACC provided technology for those that didn't have it as well. So it was a smooth transition simply because of the timing of it all.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard to imagine a lot of Positives that have come out of the events of the last uh, year plus, um, as a result of the the pandemic. But it's it's. I agree with you, Samantha, that ACC did a um, excellent job at the swift transition um, to fully online courses. And uh, you know, I'm glad to hear that the timing couldn't have been more perfect for your particular class. Just as a result of how you had the the course designed.
2: And I don't think anyone would ever say that in the same sentence again <laughs> without the context of what we're saying.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I could definitely agree with that. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about what the future holds. Um, you know, obviously, the hope is, uh, and emphasis on the word hope, is that, um, you know, COVID will be done in the near future, uh, that courses will um, go back to being in person, um, at least the, the opportunity for faculty to begin teaching in person again. Um, and so what does the future hold for the two of you in terms of next steps regarding mobile technology integration? Um, you know, where do you see yourself going in the next, let's say, let's say year, just for the sake of COVID still being an unknown. Um, so, you know, what is, what does the next year look like for you? Uh, Samantha?
2: I would say, as I don't know if you know, but you probably don't, I have been on the list of being an iPad continual fellow for the duration of the program. (laughs) So for the next three to five years, I continue to, to want my colleagues to want to be a part of this because it's fantastic. And there's no more new normal after this. The students are they're reaching goals they never thought they'd reach and having a life in addition to attending our wonderful ACC. So within the next three to five years, my goal is to have more hybrid bring your own device type courses for core courses and for all of the courses that could get the students to their next step. So in the next three to five years, I wanna be on a list of professors that use the iPad in their class. So students will look to be on that list to get in a class
1: like that. It's a great goal to have. Paul, how about you? So yeah, sort of two things I'm thinking about. One is I also want to go back to having an iPad class, partly because I think I have unfinished business there. I think there's some opportunities I have of using the technology I have not Taken advantage of yet, and uh, and yeah, so that's part of it. The other thing is um, sort of a long term sort of sustainability thing. You know, iPads are expensive. The ACC is not going to buy forty thousand. That ACC is going to buy forty thousand iPads. So so moving into so you're kind of exploring more of this bring your own device model, and and that is and. Certainly for physics data acquisition, that's doable because there's already commercially available sensors and things like that that support that type of model. So so buying those sensors and developing the the curriculum, I think the big issue will be sort of the Wi-Fi access, but working towards that also.
0: Yeah, and uh, Paul, everything that you just said is stuff that's actively being investigated as part of the academic master plan. Um, the the one-to-one device initiative, bring your own devices, um, that's stuff that that TLAD is actively working with the provost office to um, come up with a plan for implementation and support. Wi-Fi being one of the biggest contingencies, um, but that is is what we're looking at um, on an institutional scale as well. So. Um, while it might seem like physics is doing this in a silo, um, I can assure you that is definitely not the case. Great. Um, So let's talk a little bit about other faculty members. Um, You know, you're both great advocates for uh, using iPads in your courses and the the success that you've seen in doing so. For those faculty who are interested in getting started um, with uh, mobile technology integration, uh, where do you suggest they start how do you suggest they get involved or get training or anything like that um,
1: Paul why don't you go ahead and start so what well, I would sort of say go the route I went and 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 identify maybe a specific learning outcome or specific classroom practice or an equity issue that you think can be addressed in with mobile technology and that sort of that's So start there, start with a problem I think you want to solve. Um, Then get a device. If you don't have one, buy one. Check one out from TLED. But get a device and start playing. That's, I think, really important to implement mobile technology, you have to become pretty good with it. Uh, Explore lots of apps. If there's an available Digital Fellows Institute, apply for that. Otherwise work with your, contact the instructional designer at your campus and work with them to come up with a course proposal, apply for a T-LED classroom, uh, or an iPad, iPad classroom through t LED. That'd sort of be the process I would suggest them we'll follow.
0: Great, Samantha? Samantha, you're on mute if you're talking. <laughs> you heard all the good stuff. <laughs>
2: You Missed it so I amen. Paul, he's exactly right in those steps as a you know, a first step to make sure you're conf- confident, comfortable, you have a problem, we're here to solve it. What I did, and I'm sure it's the easier way to do, is <laughs> I sent an email to TLED saying, Hey, what about that digital technology in a classroom? and straight away I got a response. And then I was connected, connected, connected. So that was my easier way of doing it because at ACC, which I love being here in a community we have, nothing's hidden. Everything is, is in, a, in a newsletter. TLED is fantastic in advertising their resources and it's just a click away. So I actually did that click said I'm interested, and then the rest came to me. The time worked out. It's just a fantastic opportunity to get in what's already going that you don't have to reinvent a wheel. So our problems may be uniquely to us, but once we collaborate on them, we'll realize that there's a wheel rolling and we can make it unique to our situation with the technology piece. So short answer, email tlad. They have you hooked
0: up. When in doubt, email t That's a great, uh, a great <laughs> tagline. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Samantha and Paul, that uh, that's, brings us pretty much to the end of today's episode. Uh, before I let you both go, though, there's one question that I do ask all of our guests that is not related to, uh, in this case, mobile technologies. But is there anything giving you riverbat pride this week? Um, and uh, with it being Friday, I'm sure we have a lot, to, a lot to be proud of for just this week alone. Uh, Samantha, why don't why don't we have you go first?
2: Yes, and the spirit of Happy Friday. What gives me Riverbat pride today is knowing that. And it may sound cheesy, that my workplace is providing an opportunity for me to get all of the safety, the vaccinations the opportunity to continue living my best life, working and contributing to the community. It's, it warms my heart to know the, the efforts that the college is doing as a whole to make sure not only faculty, staff, students, all of us, our community is safe during this time. And I feel pretty prideful on this Happy Friday about being a part of the community that's making a difference in this trying time, we're all living in.
0: I completely agree. It's gonna be awfully hard to top that, Paul. What are you prideful for this week? <laughs> I had a
1: different take on that. So, a couple things actually I just wanted to mention is one, you know, about a year ago, the founding member of our physics department, many people know John Seid, retired. We haven't really had a chance to fed him, but recently in Physics Today, I'm sure everyone has it on their coffee table. They did an interview with John about his 50 plus years as a community college physics teacher. So I'm really excited about that. And then the other thing that is that our techs, our A and M Engineering Academy at ACC looks like we're going to have record enrollment of possibly as many as 200 students in the fall. I'm pretty stoked about that. Oh, that's fantastic, Paul. Thanks. Yes.
0: Well, great, Uh, Samantha and Paul. Thank you very much for your time today. This was a a wonderful uh, conversation. I really appreciate the uh, insight and the results and your um, continued efforts in integrating mobile technologies for uh, for the success of our students. So, thank you very much for joining me today. Glad to be here. Uh,
2: Yeah, I had a fabulous time. Thank you for considering us. We had a a tight uh, fellow cohort, Paul. So, yeah. Definitely. Good, good, good learning we did together.
0: Well, that wraps up another episode of Teaching and Learning Champions. Don't forget that you can read episode transcripts on the TLED blog and find links to any resources we referenced during the show. I also encourage you to subscribe to the ACC District Podcast on any of your preferred podcast apps or listen to individual episodes on the TLED website. You can learn more about the Teaching and Learning Excellence Division and keep up with everything relevant to the faculty experience at ACC by subscribing to our weekly newsletter. Simply text ACC TLED in all caps to 22828 to subscribe. And of course, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ACC Thanks for tuning in, and we'll chat next time on TLC at ACC.